0: Yeah, welcome all all the dads. I just want to say something. Ever since I started coming to this church, which was with David and Arena when we first started, there's one thing that always impressed me and that was the dads and the mums too, but we're talking about dads this morning, and how they love their children and how the children love them. And for me that's really important because I don't even know who my biological dad is and my stepdad was pretty harsh. So when I saw all these dads loving their kids... And the kids loving them. I just want to say to you dads, do you know how blessed you are? That you are so giving so much love to these kids and the kids are loving you so much. When you've had the other opposite, you've got no idea how amazing you dads are. And how blessed your children are. So I want to thank you for all, for being who you are. Father's Day always brings emotions, doesn't it, for men and women. Um, Dads have passed away. Some people don't know their dads and some dads are expectant and about to have a baby. It's a very exciting time. And God can use this special day to draw us closer to himself, the one true father who's always faithful and who always loves us unconditionally. So let's pray this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the gift of dads in this life. We thank you that you are the greatest dad ever, our Abba Father, and we know that you cover us in your great love. We pray for your blessing, favour and strength over every dad, for those who are seeking to walk closely with you in a challenging world and for those who just need to be reminded that you and your promises are very real. We ask for you to fill our dads with a new courage and boldness and for your spirit to fill them to overflowing. Make them always aware and alert of the schemes of the enemy. We ask that you would keep their footsteps firm and guard their way. We ask that you would help them to always stand strong, to be men of faith, to say no to what is wrong and yes to what is right. We ask that you would fill their hearts with love, compassion, joy and faithfulness. Cover their lives with great peace as they put you first in their lives. Father, we pray that you would raise up mighty men, godly men in this generation, those who would know and honour you with their entire lives. We pray that they would stand firm in the faith, walk wisely and follow passionately after you. May they grow in their love and life for you, for their families, and in the calling to follow you above all else. Thank you for dads who fight for their families, who do battle in prayer over those they love. Thank you, Father, that your word is true. We hold fast to you today. We choose to immerse our lives in your truth. We know that you are with us always and cover us with your power and strength. And we pray this and give you our thanks in Jesus' name. Can I just say, um, when I was in the prayer room this morning, I just felt I had a word for a dad here. And that was that I had a sense of struggle that you're not happy in your job. It's unfulfilling. Unfulfilling was the word. But you're torn because of the financial pressures that are on you... ...which makes it difficult to choose to do anything else. The word is, all things are possible with God. And the other word was in James, faith without works is dead. If you have a desire to do something new, just put little things in place... And if it's the will of God, you will see it come to pass and things will change.
1: It's Willie. What a beautiful encouragement to all of the dads. And um, Sam and I felt something really similar when we first walked into Hills. Um, Just a beautiful authenticity and integrity in the lives of the people here. So I um, want to encourage us all in that as well. Can I have the very first slide on that says um, the verse from Nehemiah chapter 8, which is what Sam and I felt really strongly to encourage us all in when we were thinking about Father's Day and this all-in service. Excuse me, I'm getting very organised over here. Now, do you know, all the way through Scripture, it talks about the joy of the Lord. It's not just in this verse that we've got up on the screen. Shall we read it all together? Let's do it with a little bit of gusto. Are you ready? The joy of the Lord is my strength. Now, when you read a Bible, sometimes it's got a different way of saying the same thing. In some Scriptures, it says the joy of the Lord is our strength. What a beautiful picture of that corporate strength and unity together. Now what does it say? Does it say the happiness of the Lord? Have another look. No, no, that definitely says joy. Do you know there's a difference between happiness and joy? We get the word happiness from the same base word as happenings, happenstances. That kind of means the stuff that happens around us and to us. But this is not talking about being swayed by our circumstances, being joyful when things are all going really well and everything's rosy. The joy that comes from the Lord is strong, it's powerful, it's empowering and it's encouraging because it's not swayed by those happenings and happiness. So the joy of the Lord, let's have a think about this for a moment. Can you see it says, it's of the Lord. It's not our joy that we manufacture ourselves. When we were looking at the fruits of the Spirit with patience a few weeks ago in primary, we were remembering that whole passage in Galatians and joy is one of those fruits of the Spirit, something that God produces and the Spirit produces in our lives as we stay deeply connected to Him. So joy isn't the same as happiness and it's God's joy... That this verse is talking about. So let's look at the next little bit of it. The joy of the Lord is, not was, not will be, but the joy of the Lord is my strength. I love that because it reminds us that it's accessible, it's now. It's in the present tense. It's not just down the tra- track when things get tough. It's not back in the past when things were going really well. The joy of the Lord is my or our strength. Now, I reckon that this is important to remember. It's a good verse to have somewhere, maybe in a main room in your house, maybe in your, on your fridge so that you see it all the time. Because do you know what? You know when things are a little bit hard... Put your hands up if joy is one of the first things that goes out the window when you're feeling a bit grumpy with something or a bit cross with somebody. It's hard to feel joyful about anything else. It can get us down really quickly. Now, that's what happened in the actual book of Nehemiah. Nehemiah was a prophet that God had sent to do something really important. He was going to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Hands up who's ever done a bit of building work, maybe a retaining wall, something like that. Few few guys, few women who've done a bit of a bit of building. Now it takes quite a lot of work and energy. And so Nehemiah was in charge, big job, rebuilding the whole of the city walls around Jerusalem. Now, God knew that it wasn't just the city walls that had to be rebuilt. And there was a guy called Ezra and his job was to read the law of the Lord to all of God's people once those city walls had all been rebuilt. So they'd done the hard work of building the city walls and then God's word was read out to them. And do you know what happened to all of the people when the law of the Lord was read out? Put your hands up if you know. Do you know what happened in Nehemiah? What do you reckon, Lucas? They all worshipped God. But no. Kind of. Maybe. Mm, Maybe. Does anyone else know what happened? Ezra read out the law of the Lord. Kathy? They They cried. They were sad. That doesn't sound right reading the scripture of all that God has done and the way that he's protected them. And they were sad and they cried. And that's the bit that we're reading here. Ezra reads out all of the teachings of the law The people realised how far they had gone from what God's plan was for their lives. And here, the city had been rebuilt. The walls were all the way that they were designed to be and God was going to do a new rebuilding He was going to do a rebuilding of the hearts of his people. So he rebuilt the walls and now he needed to rebuild them in the truth of God. And so in this passage of Nehemiah, Ezra says, don't be sad. Don't cry. Do you know what he says instead? You guys might be having one of these a bit later on this afternoon or this evening. He said, get a whole lot of sweet things, have a feast. Who's up for that? How good is that? When the people felt flat and down and discouraged, God's call to them was to lift up your eyes to him, go and have a feast. And at the very end, he says, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. That's the context of this verse in scripture. If you haven't in the last little while read outside of the Psalms and the Proverbs in the middle of the Bible have a good go in this next week or so and read some of these beautiful stories of God and his work with his people Israel. Because do you know what? So much of what was happening with Israel can be relevant to us in our lives as well. That we need rebuilding every single day and we need the joy of the Lord to be our strength every single day. Because family life, Father's Day today, family life is tough. It's hard work, but that doesn't mean it's not the right work. It just means that we need to be getting the resource and the strength and the empowerment from God to be our joy. The great thing about God's joy is it doesn't run out. Yay! It's not based on our circumstances. Isn't that a good thing? It's constant It is eternal, it is strong, it is powerful and that's why it gives us strength because life does, have you ever been on a roller coaster? Yeah, and you go up, I got stuck on one. He really did. Mum's nodding. Yeah, it's true. (laughs) Did you get up to the very top and get stuck? stuck. Halfway up like this? (laughs) I think that's worse. Oh, well, I'm glad they gave you ice cream. (laughs) The ice cream is better than the roller coaster. Going up. So life's a bit like a roller coaster. It's got ups and downs and twists and turns. And the awesome thing is that God's joy doesn't just go up and it's there, and down, and it's not there, and twist, is it going to be there around the corner as we turn around? God's joy is like a straight flat road that is constant, that is predictable, that is strong and powerful. So we've got the option to let God's joy be the consistent thing in our life. And I want to say, mums and dads, don't let your joy be the first thing that goes out the window. It says in John 10, chapter 10, that, Jesus came to give us life and life in all its fullness, fullness of joy. And so Satan, who comes to steal, kill and destroy, he's going to try and sneak and take that joy really quickly because he knows that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So don't let him take that joy. Say, oh no, I'm going to think about all that God has done all that God is in our lives. And I'm going to remember that joy and let that joy of the Lord be our strength. So in your families, tell each other what God has done. Tell him the prayers that he's answered in your lives. Do you know, one of the most encouraging things for me as a mum is when uh, the children will say to me, yeah, well, I prayed about that. Or... I remember Skylar had a situation that she was fearful about and God came to her in a dream the night before. So when I was still a little bit nervous on the day of this scary thing, she said to me afterwards, well, God told me about that and God told me it was going to be fine. So God wants to be that strength and that sustenance in our family lives. So remember his promises dwell on his goodness just like we were singing about before and let the joy of the lord be your strength in your families and in your personal lives i think sam's got something quick he wants to share too
2: hasn't this morning been wonderful i love that primary school song in the three rounds and that great and uh dad jokes that always goes well doesn't it um and Willie, thank you for your word and thank you for your encouragement to all dads. I think that's really what we want to be about as, as a church. And I just want to just end just simply with a story. You know, Joe and I, uh, in advance, we often think about themes for these services. And it's really interesting that so often after we've come up with a concept, the Lord confirms it with a, a, a Bible verse in the morning that pops up on our phone or a conversation or something like that. And I had a conversation last week, and as I was having this, I was like, you have no idea how this fits in with what we're going to be talking about with our whole church. I had a conversation with a friend of mine who is a videographer. He makes um, movies and short clips, and he tells stories through film. And he went through a very dark time in in his life, uh, a time of depression, and I was having this conversation with him on the phone. And I said to him, what was it that brought you out? What was that key thing that happened that enabled you to, to come out of that, that hard time, the, the bottom of the roller coaster? And he said, it was quite simple. He said, I, I actually went to a lot of pastors and they couldn't help me. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. He said, I actually prayed and I came to the realization that God has given me a purpose in my life. And that purpose was to be the best videographer I could ever be. And that was it. I thought, oh, that's interesting. And then he said something even more interesting. He said, when I realised the purpose of God in my life, that he'd given me a calling, that he'd given me something to do to make a difference in the world, that gave me an inner peace and a joy that I couldn't comprehend and that joy is what I use every day to be the best person I can be. I was like, wow. And I came, I came away from that phone call and like the rest of my week was the best week I ever had <laughs> because it was this inspiration of the truth that the joy of the Lord for my friend was the strength to get him through every day. And it was also the strength to motivate him to live out the calling and to live out who he was in Christ, you know, it, we're just saying, "Good, good Father." It's it's who I am as well. It's who He is, but it's who He's made us to be. And so, I just wanted to say, particularly to all the men here today, uh, there's a lot of stress. There's a lot of pressure on what it means to be a man, and particularly in in fatherhood. And I want to say, just like Willie said, being a being a father is actually a calling. It's actually a purpose. And we can find strength in that purpose by allowing the joy of who God has made us to be, his love for us, to be that motivation, to be that strength, to be the best dad that we can be. So hold on to Joe's words as well. When things are tough, Don't let go of your joy, but allow the the strength of who he's made us to be and the calling that he's given us to be that joy to motivate us and give us that strength of purpose in our daily lives. Amen. Let's pray together. Lord, we thank you for all the words that have been spoken, all the words that have been sung this morning that speak of your goodness to us, that speak of your love for us. And, Lord, this uh, knowledge and this realisation gives us great joy that despite whatever circumstances come our way, whether things are good or bad, we know that this joy cannot be taken away because this is a joy that comes from knowing that we are made by you and made to have a purpose in life. So, Lord, I just pray for everyone here today, uh, women, men, mothers, dads, grandparents, uh, role models, leaders, Uh, mentors, that this purpose, this calling that you've given us, that we would find our motivation from the joy of knowing you and that we'd keep coming back to that joy every day of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it says in Isaiah that um, we shall go out with joy and be led forth in peace that the the mountains and the hills will burst into song. The trees of the field would clap their hands. It's a funny passage of scripture. But the Lord gave me that this morning as I woke up. And I thought, I just want to share that. And the picture that he gave me was that as we go out with joy, as this perspective of joy motivates us, it feels like the, the trees clap their hands, that the mountains burst forth with, with song because, because that joy does something in us and it changes our circumstances, it changes our perspective on our life. So as we go forth from this place today, we burst forth with joy and be led forth in peace. Now, before we sing our last song, there's just one more thing we're going to do this morning because we forgot to do it before. And that is quite often on Father's Day, chocolate is involved and chocolate brings joy uh, to all the fathers. And we actually want to give away a box of chocolates to a family or an individual. So you have to look under your seats and under your seats, there'll be a golden ticket. And if you don't find it, you might need to search perhaps under a seat that that doesn't have a person on it and you'll see a golden ticket. Come on. Go, may, maybe search the ones that don't have people on it if you don't have it on your seat. Their seats are flying everywhere. We've got a golden ticket. Yeah. Dan, happy Father's Day. May you know God's blessing and joy as you share this with your family. Bless your brother. <laughs> All right, thanks, Kathy. I invite you to invite you to stand. We're going to sing. There's joy in the house of the Lord. It's joy because he's here and he is our source of joy.
1: i you.
3: Kathy and the team, uh, I'm just going to close the service in prayer. Uh, God, we thank you for uh, dads and father figures today. We recognise the heart and input of good men in our lives, the strength and joy that loving parents bring to the lives of children and grandchildren. And we thank you that above all things, you are our father first. Amen. All right, thank you guys. Um, there is always an opportunity uh, for prayer at our church. There's always an opportunity to spend some time uh, either, you know, praying together with somebody or having somebody pray with you or for you uh, in whatever way you feel uh, you need or whatever way you would like. Um, the prayer room's going to be open after the service. We'll be having pancakes outside. Uh, please join us for tea and coffee. And go into your weeks in peace. Thank you.